0: Happy New Year to the Starting Five podcast on SP National Greasy Bear Blues. I am the one-piece shark.
1: Yeah, my wing buddy is not here. This you got Trev, a.k.a. the corner man, and he missed the perfect opportunity to say streaking in the wintertime. We got snow and the Grizz are streaking. So what's good, everybody?
2: Yeah, man, that, that wing man might be trying to eat some wings right now. Um, but shout out to him. Um, but shout out to me as well. It's really she throwing it down to the big man down low. Yes, sir. Ed Teff, your care Happy New Year, gentlemen. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year. New happy Year, new new Year, New
3: Year, new names. New, new Year, year new, new, <laughs> new name. It don't feel like 2020 part two. It feel like an actual New Year. So, ha-
1: happy New Year to y'all. Hey, happy New Year. So no 2020 book two. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It's, 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 it's this is the whole thing.
0: Luché. <laughs> Luché. <laughs> Well, uh, glad to have you fellas back. Uh, too man. glad you got through safe travels. Uh, know you missed last week because of safe uh, traveling mercies. And Cheedy, fresh off the of COVID list, man. Just like the NBA players and all these NFL players coming off the list, man. Hopefully, uh, we get Dylan, DeAnthony Melton, John Conchar, Xavier Thiel, man, whoever else is on that COVID list, all the names. Uh, so <laughs> come back, just like you, man. <laughs> exactly, we need them. But man, let's get this week started. The Grizzlies went four and zero last week. Um, we recorded me and Trevor did record before this Sacramento game. I think most of us picked us to beat Sacramento the week before. They went ahead took took care of business after a close. It was close to halftime. I think we was on the up by two or even losing at halftime. Ended up winning by twenty five. So took care of business in second half. Desmond Bain had a team high twenty eight points. John Cunchard, Big John, Big John, not Little John Eastside Boys, but Big John had fourteen rebounds in (laughs) that game. Look at him! Shout (laughs) out, my (laughs) man! Shout out, (laughs) Babbitt fourteen! Woo! And that was his first game starting, and he started back-to-back games and started the Phoenix Suns game. That's the guy I predicted us to win last week in the upset pick. We beat them by one point. Shout out to for the game-winning bucket. Des Bane yep. had 30 points, uh, 30 or 31 points in the game as well. So two players had 30 points. Big Steve and them had 16 rebounds, and Steve Adams had led us in the sis with seven was, assists in that game. I was just about to get there too. Man, it wasn't
2: <laughs> just the rebounds. My
0: goodness, big Steve he passing that thing. <laughs> he do. I, I ain't seen that to this. Uh I told y'all about Big
2: Steve and them. I
3: did
0: yeah, Trevor That's sipping his tea. <laughs> He's
3: he gonna be sipping his tea. Put all the all put episodes. the pinky out, put the pinky out.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, he got it. They see you. All right, and we beat the Lakers. Uh, you know, these days the Lakers act like it was an embarrassing loss for them. I and mean, then we we number four in the standings. They're like number nine or something. You know, yeah. Easy work, slight work. John ranch out to smooth 41 one and ten rebounds on the uh, LeBron and them. So easy work. Uh, birthday? Huh.
3: On his birthday, like that's got to be the most disrespectful birthday present <laughs> ever.
0: Right? I or mean, e, it mean, was e his
1: birthday. He got wing Guru for his birthday to celebrate scoring 36,000. What's an extra 41 piece going to do? I mean, he he good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Then we played the Spurs Friday. That was actually knowing how the Grizzlies play, knowing how the Tennessee teams, period, Memphis Tigers, Memphis Grizzlies, Tennessee Titans, how they beat the good teams and lose to the, you know, Spurs are considered not good this year. I ain't going to say bad, but they're not good. Um, And knowing how the Grizzlies and, like I said, all Tennessee teams have done, they – the Suns on the road and lose to the Spurs at home. Day I went to that game. Luckily they pulled it off. It was tough. Uh, they ain't run away. They ain't run away went into the fourth quarter. They pulled it off, man. John Morant with another thirty, so he had three straight games to thirty plus points. And that's the four and a week that they had coming into the new year of twenty twenty two. So, fellas, how are y'all feeling about the Grizzlies rebounding from that uh, three game losing streak to a four game winning streak with John Morant back? Man, I love it. I, I, I love it. I love what the Grizzlies have doing, have
1: done since this um that past three-game losing streak. Uh two things real quick. Uh first and foremost, uh want to give a shout-out to Killian Tilly, who uh just signed his deal. Uh now he's gonna be on the roster. I have been advocating for, for him to actually get off his two-way deal and actually be on the roster what
0: well, shark you got something real quick go ahead hey i'd have to put my wife on the spot but she uh when i first saw her killing Tilly's nine she thought i was saying achilles tendon so oh. now, so now i hear killing Tilly's nine i think achilles tendon so i mean yeah <laughs> All right. <laughs> <I'm
1: done. laughs> okay. Well get it back to get back to this past week. Uh the Grizzlies looked, I think for the first time probably this season and probably since this quote unquote rebuild has has begun. The Grizzlies looked like a legitimate playoff team this past week. Um taking care of Sacramento uh, by twenty five, pulling that game out late. Uh will getting ahead early in the fourth quarter and basically not looking back uh the big time win in phoenix uh of course the big time game against la at home uh of course the san antonio game scared a lot of us uh because we felt that the Grizzlies may have been hung over from the lakers win which most tennessee teams tend to be but uh they managed to pull that one out as well um it's really nothing short of amazing. Ja Morant has looked like the superstar that he is. Uh, so I expect him to be in Cleveland come February for All-Star Weekend. And I, I just want to bring this to 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 the to the fray. Uh we talked about in the past about Ja Morant improving his three point shooting. As of today, he's currently shooting forty percent from the three point line this season, and that is way up from I think the mid thirties, which is typically average for an average three point shooter, mid thirties, but for him to make that jump from, I want to say 33, 34 to 40% on the season, that goes to show you that not only is he shooting the ball. Well, he's shooting it with confidence. And I think that was one of the things that we had, um, one of the objectives we had for him coming into the season, just have a little bit more confidence to shoot the jump shot, not necessarily making them all at a decent clip, but 40% uh, from three right now is actually amazing. But, just have the confidence just to be like, okay, if you're going to step off me, I'm going to take the jump shot, and I'm going to make it regardless if you keep playing off me. But, again, man, shout-out to the Grizz on a on an exceptional week. Congrats to Killian Tilly for his new deal. And the Grizzlies are now looking like not just a French playoff team, but a legit playoff team with the possibility to contend. And it feels good.
0: It feels good. have a full, smooth five-game lead in the division. Smooth five. Yeah, and that's actually why I was going to pick up, too,
2: uh, Cap. Um, what this week did was cement us uh, with a number four seed and five games ahead in the division with a struggling Mavericks team behind us and, of course, the Spurs as well. But to me, I think the one – not one game, but the series of games between the Suns, Lakers, and Spurs were great to see. Um, not as much as the Kings, um, but just quick breakdown. One beating the Suns, the Suns at home. The Suns won are what a number two in the West, and they are the Western Conference Finals winners from last season. And they really didn't change anything on paper for realistically and got the same players back. So for us to go there and win a game, it's not about stealing. We won the game. Uh, because when you go to wins and losses, they'll say, Oh, this is a steal win or this is a uh whatever type of loss. We won the game, Um, so shout out there. And to beat the Lakers at home, knowing that the Lakers have been sliding and looking for a win, um, I think as much as we could have came down against the Spurs, we could have definitely dumbed it down against the Lakers because we just got done beating the Suns, but we didn't. Um, And so things I saw about that game, I guess we'll talk about it later as well. I like the assertiveness of Desmond Bain during that game, essentially. Um, because he took a lot more pressure off Ja for Ja to be Ja and score 40 plus again, uh, which has not been done, by the way, um, by any grizzly player ever. Um, let alone there's been no one that scored 40 plus points against LeBron like that in back-to-back games. And so that was a spotlight game for me. Um, there's one player that I really love about that game, and I will talk about later. Um, but however, That game was a staple. Now, the next game, to your point, Trevor, could have been one of those hangover games, right? We're playing against the Spurs, and I think Sharky mentioned it too. Playing against the Spurs, we're supposed to win this game. And what I saw with the Spurs through the first two and a half quarters was just very disciplined. Great Popovich basketball, right? We never got a lead above double digits, realistically, until the fourth quarter um and so that goes to you know what he's doing and developing there with san antonio but also kind of gets the monkey off our back to where we really feel like a four seed and we're not going to lose to these type of teams especially when we got them down and out um as we go into the next week of course we'll talk about that as well but those three games to me were very good a small pocket size of what we can do within this year against quality teams um yes, the Lakers are what, ninth seed, eighth, ninth seed, but they're still the Lakers at the end of the day. This is still LeBron James. Uh the Suns, who are again second seed, were just winning the Western Conference Finals. We will beat them. And the Spurs are the Spurs are the Spurs. Um, they were, I think, maybe two or three games below 500, which still was within a planned scenario, so to speak. Um, seven. Seven games but 500.
0: Um, the West is a little but, different league, But so. they still tap for 10th, though, so they aren't playing in scenario. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> don't get me started with that, right? Um, but,
2: you know, we still – we won these three games, right? Um, and that's what we need to do, and that's what we need to continue to build upon. It's not just beating the Kings or, you know, I don't know, some other bad team out in the East, um, but really cementing our wins and also not having that hangover after winning. Like we deserve this game. We deserve to win. We deserve to be here. That's the type of mentality that we need to continue to carry on. So shout out to Jenkins uh for that and keeping us our minds and hearts ready uh to play the next game. Uh throw it down to the big man. Yes,
3: yeah, sir. It just feel confident to be able to watch, you know, Grizz beat the teams that we're supposed to be, right? I know last season that was a big issue for us um, on the star five podcast is why are we going, why are we, we, we literally giving up wins, you know, we literally gave up, you know, I, it still hurt me to talk about that Dallas game from last year where we literally just gave it up, you know, and that was a crucial loss because that, 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 you know, started a snowball effect and it kept going and we kept losing the teams that we were supposed to be. So now we, we talk about the Spurs, you know what I'm saying? We we played last week, we beat them. We talk about the Suns who are the Western Conference finals champions or uh, reigning uh, champions, if you will, and we beat them. So I think uh, this week uh, we played four teams that we should beat. Um, the Nets are, I'm not even sure if they got everybody back yet. Um had the Cavs team who just like Rick, lost Ricky Rubio, who I think was the heartbeat of their team for this season. Uh, we play a Pistons team who's still you know growing in their own. And then we play a Clippers team who's you know just above 500. So those are four teams that we can definitely win. Of course, we'll talk about it more, but just the confidence and be like, hmm, I see another 4 schedule, you know, another four- uh week this week. Um, so just to be able to have that kind of confidence, um, <laughs> it is pretty cool to me. But one thing I like to point attention to, um, and don't take this the wrong way for people that are listening, but individual-wise. I think from here until all-star break, we're going to see the best John Morant that we've seen so far. And what I mean by that is that because last year around this time, we were saying John Morant was saying all-star, all-star. We weren't listening. You know, the the people weren't paying attention. You know what I'm saying? He was saying he was a top five point guard. He believed in that. We touched that on this podcast. Let's see. So now if you consider all of the circumstances and – the starters, let's, let's take all-star starters. Steph Curry, shoot, win. I ain't got to worry about Steph Curry being an all-star starter. But let's talk about the, Sun, the, the Suns, even though they're the top two teams. Dan Book and Chris Paul may cancel each other out. When we talk about, you know, Jamal Murray and Klay Thompson, they're still out. When we talk about Dame Lillard, based on the record and stats alone, John Morant has better stats. We can get him out. (laughs) We talk about Russell Westbrook. Let's not talk about Russell Westbrook. So what I'm saying is John Morant clearly has a chance to not only be a first-time All-Star, but to be a starter. I'm I'm sure I'm not the only person that believes he can be a starter this year um for the podcast but i think now is the time that john Morant is going to show everybody in the media outside of monica mcnutt and kendrick perkins that he deserves to be a starter in this year's all-star game so i, 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 I think, think it'll I'm be a couple months
1: I, I think it'll be a travesty if he's not i it'll be a total travesty if he's not in cleveland period but i think it'll just be a slap in the face if he's not starting i, I can't think of another guard right now in the western conference outside of maybe steph curry that's doing. Yeah, he's with. a shoe-in. That's
3: what I'm like. Yeah, he's a shoe-in. Yeah, let's, Steph Curry's a shoe-in.
1: But I, I can't see any other guard. Like, Chris Paul is kind of coasting. Devin Booker's been in and out of the lineup. Clay Thompson's been out of lineup. He hasn't played the season. Jamal Murray hasn't played the season. Dame has been struggling. So, it's like, really, who else is there that you're going to put there? Um, yeah.
0: Luca been hurt. Yeah, lucas has been longer, out as well. So. Longer than John was out. Yeah, And if, yeah. And
3: if the media want to count record, Grizz got a better record than the Mavericks.
0: Yeah. And I, don't, I haven't heard much from Donovan Mitchell, so I think he's coasting too. Pretty much just like Chris yeah. Paul and Devin Booker. I like that yeah.
3: too, and I, I thought about Donovan Mitchell, but when you yeah. have fan coming in handy, which one as a fan perspective would you rather see stars Josh. You know, Josh. Josh get the fans, I love
2: both. <laughs> know I with the Jazz, bro.
1: Yeah.
2: Definitely. Now, now, before we... If Russell Westbrook is in the All-Star game this year, I know something wrong. I really
0: do. But we'll carry on. I know we're not here to talk about nobody's Lakers, but I know something wrong. <laughs> All right, man. So the name of this episode will be the Grizz is beating the Lakers. That's an upset. Shout out to Yo Gotti. Y'all remember the old song Upset? Uh <laughs> my first song so no, Cocaine Music 5. And I still remember it to this day. Look but, at us. Look at us. <laughs> look at us. Uh man. So like I mean, I spoke about what I need to speak about last week. Four no, man. Shout out to the Grizz. uh Throughout circumstances, job missing 12 games. We go 10 and 2. We're missing Bain and Melton and Dylan Brooks. And Brooks. Oh, not Bane, did miss here. Yeah, we miss uh, Brooks and Melton uh, Milton and Bane goes out for of 30. John Conchart starts and becomes a big John for real this time. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's this team just they they evolve. Now I, I can't say taylor jenkins some of these lineups uh i don't know why he plays like killian tilly brandon clark and jaren all together or tillman or he's mixed match i, shows I,
1: three. Still, I still think the front office <laughs> got something to do with that i'm sorry because they really, no, I, think, uh, I think like you said really like, about this. what works
3: we talked about uh tilly on uh the last podcast i was on is like you gonna find minutes for a shooter like you gonna happen and that's how he just got paid too like you gonna yeah. find you're gonna find the money. The, I, I, the I don't like the idea there.
1: of playing him alongside
0: Jaren and uh Brandon who's Arco? The, who's a small four? And then yeah, hey, like, like I said, this is player. very small. This is very small. Like, I'm not getting you know, on yeah. this or thing but that's mm-hmm. a, that's a song I have noticed last couple games. Yeah, like, because a stretch four, stretch five. Yeah, you're missing all your wing people. So I kind of yeah, I can get right, it because you need, you don't have a smile small four right now. So that's probably what it deals I just hope it's not a lineup he uses. I had a doubt he do it when Dylan and De'Ath Milton yeah. and Cal, he'd say, Oh, we yeah, know what he's got to say. Yeah, You'll yeah. never know. Yeah, never know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I was like I'd have it and John Contrary. Like I so said, you literally missing your whole wing rotation. Right? So I kind of get what he's doing, <laughs> but. True. Like yeah, that's yeah, that's that's not continued, uh, you know, much mm-hmm. longer. Uh, <laughs> but like you said, shout out to Killian Tindley or AKA is Killian Tindley for the contract that he got with the Grizzlies. Shout out to uh, Tyrell Terry. I hope I said I say his name right. He got the two way contract now. Yeah, with he, got, he, he got he uh, got two way deal now. Yep. So yeah. yeah. Shout out to our guy Yi uh, Spons for getting him a couple seconds in at the end of the uh last game against the Spurs to end of the year. Ball nation stand up if you're there. If you, if you listen, <laughs> 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 but that's all more well to this week. Look, I mean, I look too, is already or tail has already alluded to this week. He thinks four and oh, I don't know if he's still gonna keep that when we go to our predictions. But well, y'all weekly predictions. Uh, well, we got the Nets on the road, um, Monday, Cavs on the road, Tuesday. That's to back to back the Pistons at home, Thursday, and the Clippers at LA on Sunday.
3: I keep my 4-0. Um, I started off. I keep my I definitely keep my 4-0. Like I said, we don't even know who's playing with the Nets. Um, and inside scoring is one of our best things that we can do with our slashers, um, especially with Ja uh doing what he's doing. And the Nets inside defense is pretty much non-existent. So uh give me a win against them. Uh like I said, the Cavs just lost their heart, beat of the team for the rest of the season. Uh Prez up to Ricky Rubio. Um, so that's a dub. Detroit. I mean they're they Detroit, no no offense to the first lady. Uh <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> and then uh Clippers, I think that'll be a, a, a tough one. They uh they had a nice little win last night uh, against the Nets, actually. Um, but I think that the Grizz was still the day thing. So give me four-no.
1: I hate to be the five hundred guy, but I'm actually gonna go with even uh two and two this week. Um so that that back to back with Brooklyn and Cleveland is is what's what's gonna be the issue for me um because they could very well steal the game in brooklyn and then lose lose uh against the Cavs, because the Cavs have been flying under the radar like this entire season like they have been a nice little young scrappy bunch so much so that even kevin loves even looking like he's engaged again so that's he's actually playing like yeah playing. That, that's that says something there so uh kudos to the Cavs there um I think we do get the home game for Detroit. I don't even know who's going to suit up for Detroit at this point. Cause I watched the game when they played against the Knicks <laughs> and I don't even remember who was on the floor for them outside of maybe two or three players. So I don't even know who's going to be suiting up for Detroit on that game. Wifey and I will be in the house. So uh, hopefully I can bring some good luck charm to Memphis. Uh, the Clippers are a scrappy bunch uh simpler, similar to the Cavs. Um, but I, I just I don't I don't see them picking up that win either. Could it be one of those wins where it's like, oh, we're supposed to win this game. There's no Paul George, no Kawhi. But I could definitely see Memphis possibly losing that game. So I'll go uh win at Brooklyn, a loss to Cleveland, a win at home to Detroit, and then a loss to
0: the Clippers. So that'll be oh. Update to the schedule. I messed it up. We actually play the Clippers Saturday and we play the Lakers. Lakers yeah. yeah. It's back mm-hmm. to back. So, yeah, because yeah, they're right. Staples Center. Well, Crypto Center. The crypto yeah, what, Center now. <laughs> not, that's <a> crypto.com arena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's five games. So, we got to update the prediction. Uh, Ken, Trevor, my bad, y'all.
1: Okay. Well, I'll go three and two then. There we go. Uh, I think we split, we'll split the, uh, the crypto.com center uh trip between brooklyn and cleveland we'll get one of those and then we'll get the detroit game so there's my three
3: i mean the, the Lakers gonna laker at this point until they actually make a move to become better or actually get their head out there but i mean the Lakers gonna laker regardless. So you, you're not a
1: fan I mean, of getting rid of Rajon rondo for denzel valentine i mean if it (laughs) helped if it helped hey uh, nizel valentine that lost to mtsu in the ncaa tournament and the same nizel valentine that got cooked in the drew league by a guy shout out to frank nitty who was at the time working at verizon so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Um, it is what it is
3: give me a give me a loss against the lakers um only because i don't i can see job putting up 40 but i can't see lebron leaving like that again especially like it's my birthday and i get 40p or get 40 on me like i'm gonna feel some kind of way if i'm the quote-unquote queen or king or i should feel some kind of way so
1: so um, you so you're going for a split i think this will be the season season series split yeah a queen
3: we're going back to that guy I mean said, to me he he never been a king to me Couldn't say a I prince could say a prince. got leave. No, he Come. got his prince coming. He got I'm gonna be respectful. He got his prince coming. You know, shout out to young Brandy, but I've never called him the quote unquote king. That's y'all. That's another talk for another day.
1: The, the only king moment. I never called him the the conqueror. Yeah. If you yeah. get the Marvel reference. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> shout out to Spider-Man.
2: Um listen, the the Cavs, even without Ricky Rubio, is gonna be a tough mm-hmm. out um on a back-to-back day um and i'm thinking this in like multiple ways so, so we're talking about spider-man multiverse right um but like once we play brooklyn we have to then travel to cleveland it's starting to get a little stormy out there it's gonna be bumpy ride you know what i mean i'm from up there so i understand what that's like so i think i think to everyone's point i think we have enough to beat brooklyn um i just think we don't have enough to then bounce back and beat cleveland at cleveland um i think well, we all not take... know who
3: cleveland has started in poor guard I
2: just want what, to I, look what i do know is jared allen has been showing out at center um and then kevin has been coming off the bench as well but to your point yes i mean they're down to Eris garland colin sexton ricky rubio but still they're still finding ways to still be relevant i think they're what top five i believe in the east um and so it would be a good measuring stick to be honest but cleveland is not playing a game before playing us in regards to the day before um, and even if they are, at least they're at home to rest. Um, so to me, that's a loss. We're going to beat Detroit. Um, I think it's going to be one of those. We're not going to win into like the fourth quarter bit again. Um, and then when it comes to uh, crypto arena, um, we're going to lose against LeBron. Um, but then I think we actually beat the Clippers, and the Clippers are actually a better team right now than the Lakers. So I will take the loss to the Lakers, and as long as we beat the Clippers the next night uh, for all of the, the bloods, um, so to speak. But I, I don't see LeBron losing again um, in L.A. like he just did there um, in Memphis. So give me a three and two um, for the week. And
0: I hope I'm wrong and that we do even better than three and two. Oh, man, it's a tough one, but give me... Uh, I'm gonna give me four and one. I'm gonna take the Cleveland loss. on do th- Cleveland's played well, but they're on three game losing streak right now. Um, like I said, the point guard situation with Rubio getting hurt, uh, caught now out for the year. Um, then they traded for Rondo, you know, Rondo went really doing that LA and think he was hurt as a matter of fact, too. So, I, yeah. like, who who is the he, was, point guard? he was also on the cover list with me? We was, we was part <laughs> yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but I would give, um, I'd give Cleveland that just like you said, she did the back to backness and that one going from uh, Brooklyn, and New York to Cleveland, uh back to back knights and Cleveland still I think like Evan Mobley, uh Jerry Allen, they still got the other pieces around that a tired team could take a L, L two. Uh, come back and beat Detroit and man, we're gonna sweet Hollywood. You know how shout out to Parker for calling me Hollywood Shark out there. Uh, you know, record the podcast after the Titans' beat win against the Rams or before that game. Um, uh, so Hollywood Grids, man, give me the Hollywood Grids. like two and oh, man. LeBron, I mean, talk about LeBron. They're gonna go, go again, go, go for that again. What am He's been going for that all year. What they record is That's Why I say, you, you
1: <laughs> that's why I say, man, so 18. y'all giving them the season, right. uh, the season split, yeah, lost twice in FedEx form already.
0: And yeah, 18 and 19 lost first, and lost the almost lost the first matchup in yeah, the uh like the time the staple center you know? lucky <laughs> like give me uh give me degrees man ain't gonna sweep degrees and sweep the uh, clippers and like come on now <laughs> like the grease is beating like us that's an upset same thing so you, you gotta listen
3: to the calves too,
0: yeah. Whoa. You know the great Now you know now you know the Hey, I'm
1: telling you, this
0: cast team <laughs> is, is scrappy, boy. That's the type of that's yeah. the type of game. That's the type of game they're looking whoever they started poor guard will say, oh, we got this and lose. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, this is one of them games where they should look at the star and poor guard
3: like <laughs>
1: Hold on now. Y'all gonna put y'all gonna put a little respect on Darius Garland now. Just just a no, little. No, Darius
3: Garland was not playing. He was eating, you not playing. Oh, he's
1: no, not he, playing? He's yeah, no, he's yeah. not playing.
0: Gentlemen, oh. gentlemen, gentlemen, they gentlemen. Missing everybody, Garland. Kevin oh, Tangos.
3: Kevin Pangos is the starting point. Hey, for
0: the po- hey, you remember what Pokemon did to us last year? Now, yeah, but here.
3: Pokemon went averaging two points a game. Hey, talk, no, yeah, he, was. he
0: was before he
3: dropped. Yeah, he was. Three. he, <laughs>
1: was.
0: <laughs> he <acting laughs> was. He <acting> <laughs> was. <laughs> he <acting> <laughs> was. <laughs> he actually was. What <laughs> about that? I said correct. He's in a
3: my bad, yeah.
0: my bad. <laughs> yeah. For the new listeners who know Pokemon, you know, it's this uh, Poke Poke Sashi Poke from the Oklahoma series. <laughs> <topic. laughs> <laughs> That's incorrect, <laughs> gentlemen. My bad. Yeah. Oh man! But let's get to these Twitter questions. Shout out to everybody, man. I gave a shout out to everybody who asked those questions last year. I did forget some people on the podcast. I did find them and tag them in the tweet, the New Year's tweet. So shout out to everybody who asked questions last year. And we got eight questions to start off the New Year. So started off twenty twenty two on a high That's note, good. fellas. So let's start with our guy from our co-host from the Let's Be Real Podcast and Let's Be Real Media, Savage. And it's build off the Grizzlies being the number four spot. He said, can the Grizzlies take the Jazz, take the three spot from the Jazz? And as the eBay standings are so looking now, the Jazz are three and a half games up on us. So everybody will get one question apiece with eight questions. Oh no, two questions apiece. So I start with Trevor. You get this one.
1: All right. Do I think they can catch the Jazz? I'll say yes, but will they? I I, I don't I don't think Memphis um overtakes the jazz i think we we've kind of established now that the jazz are a regular season type of team like they're going to be one of those teams is going to be up there wins around 50 plus each year top five in the conference and then somehow just lose their way in the playoffs somehow um i would love for the Grizzlies to get the third seed that, that would be great i just can't, i just can't see it happening at least not this season not this season
0: for sure, for sure. Um, so the next one is from Chris Rose. He said, has Tyus Jones proved both from play while Ja while J- was out and since he's come back that resigning him should be a top priority for Memphis, or should the Grizzlies look to trade him while his stock is high? Sheedy. You yeah, know man. I'm really a guy that likes to trade when the stock is high.
2: Um, But Tyus fits this team, Um, and there's something – different with that chemistry, even when he's on the floor with Ja and again taking the ball out of Ja's hands so Ja can be more Ja. Um and so to me, no, you you sign him, um, you give him I always refer to this guy. Um his name is Marcus Smart for the Celtics. Marcus Smart makes a lot of money for the Celtics, but don't won't make a lot of money for anyone else just because of what he does and his value to the Celtics. Um, Ty Jones is more or less in that category to where he's providing us something great. Um, and I think it's not even just this year. Honestly, um, even think about last year when we went on the seven game winning streak without John. um, Tyus was there. So, no, you pin the deal for him. Uh, I'm not saying a lot of money, but he should be paid just as much, if not more than the Melton. And uh, uh,
3: I like throwing in like when we did go streaking, uh, I guess a, a few a, a month ago, the 11 and one streak. Um, the one game that we didn't that we didn't win. Ty Jones didn't score double digits other than that. He scored double digits um, for every game that we did win in that last run. So that's just so you know the, the importance of Ty Jones.
0: Yep. Yep. So uh, next question from Daniel Greer. If you could make one trade to continue to open the championship window for the Greers, what would it be? Tell
3: Oh, we've all said the the Jalen Browns of the world and the Brad Bills. that's us name the Bill Streets, whatever. Uh, which both they, both of those players come, um, I'll be ecstatic. But I like to, you know, kind of go in a little bit. Um, one thing that I like that the Grizz did, even though we still don't know what kind of player Desiree Williams is, is to go ahead and find that stretch that that for for the future. Um, but I think there is one for us to get um, out in Detroit, uh, Jeremy Grant. Um, if you're not familiar with him, he's somebody that's averaging 20 points a game. And outside of LeBron James, he's uh, the only four, I think maybe the only player who's averaging 20 points a game uh, still in a block. So that'll just let you know that he plays with effort, too. So as far as like, uh, you know, keeping up with the culture of getting players that are progressing, Jeremiah Grant is definitely one of those players. And I think that we can get them definitely for the right price uh, to keep to keep everybody going to keep us on going
1: i don't know man about jeremy grant i mean I'm, I'm i get it with you but do you think we'd be capable of taking on that contract he got to sign with detroit i mean at this point we're gonna have to take a take on somebody's contract
3: you know what i'm saying but i think that because the, the the game is filled or filling up better with you know long wings you know what i'm saying long for you can put it at the three four like we were just talking about Tilly being at the three even though he's a four or five the Grizz outside of Kyle Anderson, I guess we really don't have that consistency there. And that's been a weakness really since Rudy Gay, in my opinion. So let's go ahead and fix that, you know, if we can through the trade.
1: Well, not, that's not bad. Uh, for me, honestly, I would make a call to the Atlanta Hawks and, and see what's up with Cam Reddish or DeAndre Hunter. Uh, that's going good one too. Cause what's what's better than one guy that can stretch the floor and make threes? Two guys that can stretch the floor and make threes. Um, so I especially now with the development of Desmond Bain, you know he's eventually going to become the starter here. Um, so why not get look to someone like Cam Reddish, someone you could just basically stick in that six man J.R. Smith type of role and just say, here you're in the game, go do you. And um, I like that too. Honestly, I and I know we just talked about them. If the price was right, if you could part and I would hate for this to be the case, but if you can part ways with tires, because Atlanta needs a backup point guard to kind of help spell Trey a little bit, as much as I hate it. But if if, if they wanted tires, I kind of would entertain it, but it had to be super right for me to pull the trigger. But if you can somehow get Cam Reddish or DeAndre Hunter and keep tires, then sky's the limit. So if I had to name somebody,
0: it would be one of those two. I mean, we got three first round picks. Utilize them, right? We still got 2024 20, 20, 20, Golden State pick. You hey, we got all these picks. Hey, we got the, all ain't always. Hey, we get the Lakers pick this year too. Yep, that's three. Yep, that's four. Three. <laughs> I think Lakers, Jazz, our own. So hey, we got the pieces to make a trade for like a Cam Reddish or even Jeremy Grant without giving up. You know, like maybe you know package like a Kyle Anderson. He's an aspiring yeah. contract. Him both him and Tyus are expiring deals. So. Yeah, the grid got a decision to make trade both on the deadline, lose both in the free agency, or resign both of them to a deal maybe bigger than what they want to. But that's that decision yeah. coming, I'm not worried about that now. It's gonna people. be difficult though because he's gonna get a
1: lot of, lot of deals, a lot of money out on the open market. That's gonna be the
0: difficult one for me, yeah, for sure. But uh, next question, uh, a new uh Twitter uh question from a, a new follower, Dr. Dr. Dover. Uh, his Twitter handle is at Bean Quail. Uh He asked, if the Grizz decide to make a push at the end of the season, where does that leave our youngest players like Zaire Williams and Santi Adama? And that question would go to me. Uh, it leaves them. I, I hate to say it. it. sounds mean the way I'm about to say it, but it leaves them on the bench. Uh <laughs> um, Or as trade bait in the case of Zaire. If you can get somebody like a Jaden Brown, Zaire is probably going to be part of that type of package possibly. But, uh, I don't think they're gonna make a big deal like they're doing the season. So I think if they were to stand pat, which in my opinion they probably should do, but I could see them shopping Kyle and Tyus just for the fact that they're free agents and if they don't plan to keep them long term, I still think uh, just the wing rotation, they're still going to try and develop Zaire. But his injury, I don't know how bad his his ankle is. Man, right? I, I could see them still trying to play him, but the way Big John is playing, playing Big uh, John Conchar, it's kind of it's going to be a little harder. And that's what Adama, injuries will be the only way because you still got Tillman. Unless they trade, like they a trade Clark and Tillman or somebody gets traded. You just sign in. Like, now, not, not Tillman, yeah, uh, Tillman. Like, it, it just, it's too jam-packed up there for him to get true playing time, unless somebody, let's injuries happen, COVID, uh, you know, COVID arises. But I am proud of the way both of them have played. They both uh, have shown some type of promise uh that you could see like okay i see why they trade up in guys that year it's gonna be very slow development but i could see glimpses santi i've definitely seen glimpses like that was a trade up to the first round that we was like what and he's looked he hasn't looked like out of you know out of place he's looked very uh decent in his uh he's, gotten, so far, he's gotten
1: used to the speed of the nba man
0: i'm telling mm-hmm. tellin you yep he's gonna be all right so with the next question for you, Trev, do you see uh, – from Grizzly, you said, do you see Tilly being in the 10-man rotation next year? Next season, possibly, if uh, if moves are being made.
1: Because um, I think his deals were two years, four mil. Um, so, I mean, a fully healthy Grizzlies team, it's it's really going to be hard for him to crack the rotation, especially at his spot. You have him, you have Brandon Clark, you have Xavier Tillman. Who you're still trying to figure out, and then of course we just talked about it. you got Aldama, who's who's who, who could very well be on the roster as well. Um, I me personally, I would definitely keep him on there because again, you can't have too much shooting on the floor. He helps space the floor for uh, Grizz, makes it easier for everyone else to operate. Um, unless a move is made, in which um like either Brandon Clark or Xavier Tillman are are no longer here in Memphis. That's the only way I could really see and, like, put a stamp on Killian Tilly
0: being part of the 10-man rotation. Yep, I agree. So, I timed this perfectly. I set these questions up perfectly. Good job, because Parker Fleming. Shout out Cap. to <laughs> I kept up here at SB, uh, SB Nation uh, for the Grizzlies Podcast Network. He said, I chime in here. What's the skill you want a young player to develop in 2022 to make it harder it can't be related to trip. And the person who asked this question outside of Schuyler, is the person who, who's been the most hardest out of us five on Triple J. Sheedy, you have the floor.
2: Uh, um, um, to somebody, else. if I could, if I could, right? Um, honestly, to me, um, outside of Triple L, um, will really be more or less Desmond Bain and his ball handling. Um, and the reason why I say that is because again. We've seen this influx of how Ja can play when Ja does not have to dominate the ball. We also, um, you know, at the beginning of the season, we weren't sure where Desmond May would be as in terms of how much playing time, starting position, everything like that. He's clearly the starter, clearly going for the MIP award right now, if you ask all of us here. And he'll only get better with more ball handling skills. Like right now, he's not as confident as you would like him to be. Um, to go to the rim as common as he is to shoot the three, but once he can start developing more like a Ray Allen type of slash player that he was with Milwaukee, um, for those that don't remember yet, Ray Allen did not just play for the Heat. Um, but if he can get into that mentality, that will be crucial, and that will just not only rise up his stock, but then you're talking about other players that actually want to come to Memphis to see more of the development with Ja and Desmond Bain. So give me give me Bain Man uh, and the handles. Uh, from Jamal Crawford School. Go ahead, big fella. No, I, I,
3: I agree 100% with what you said. And um, shout out to Savage, who actually asked Is Bang going to be like our, you know, OJ Mayo or do what OJ Mayo was supposed to have done? And I I think so statistically. Um, when you think about, you know, for one, they're really kind of the same height. Um, Bane may be like five pounds, six pounds heavier. So they kind of play like the same. Um, but when you talk about somebody like OJ Mayo who came in, he had all the hype. And like you said, she, he uh, OJ was a better playmaker, right? So if Bane can get better at playing, you know, with the ball and help, helping other players, you know, do their thing, I think that'll make him ultimately statistically what OJ Mayo should have been because OJ Mayo, his career after his rookie season really went nowhere. Whereas of Bane, we saw what he is last season to this season, and it's like, Damn, who was this player? <laughs> so if, if especially a bank keep on continue to rise, like that's definitely statistically gonna be OJ Mayo of what who, who he should have been with us.
1: Well, I, the pushback just the tag, because you gotta remember the the front office that was that was working in, in the grids with the grids <sighs> at that time. Exactly. And somebody just somebody in their organization said, Hey, let's make OJ Mayo a backup point guard and let's have him try to, you know. Run the offense, which is why they sent him to the summer league instead of just saying, Okay, we got this guy who can go get a bucket right. for us at any given time. And averaged nearly, I think it was close to 20 in his rookie season. 18 and a so half. Instead average. of just, yeah, instead of just uh, banking on that and just building off of that, they just say, Hey, let's make him a backup point guard. And then he just fell out of the rotation eventually and eventually out of the league, unfortunately. So there you go. Oh, Bane ain't going nowhere no time
0: soon. No, sir. He's part of the next core. <laughs> yes, yeah, we he have has... a new
1: we have a new core four now. So yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah <basically. laughs> Let's get it. And uh shout out to double shitty because I do uh Bane has already, I understand he doesn't improve even more, but he's improved even from you know from last year. He couldn't handle it at all. And he's down like the back, he was the pseudo backup point guard when job was out. So he's definitely improved, but he gets even better, like you said, to a Ray Allen level. Yeah. Oh, when he
1: went coast to coast in the game against the Lakers, I was like, Yes, growth. Yes, growth. Sir. But yeah. I'll name another person. Um, and I know this is something we've been harboring about as well. I just want to see Brandon Clark develop some form of a jump shot. Just 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 some I think he's eventually going to end up losing minutes out to Killian Tilly if he doesn't develop a jump shot. And it's not really that bad to fix. It's just he has that little hitch that Giannis has. Like if Giannis can fix his, I'm pretty sure Brandon Clark can fix his. Brandon Clark, granted, he's having a pretty, pretty good season. His numbers are looking resembling to his rookie numbers. But I could definitely see if he doesn't develop some form of a jump shot soon, it's going to be very, very tough for him to stay on the floor for the Grizzlies. So if I had to name somebody else, Brandon Clark, not Brandon Clark developed a jump shot, not necessarily shooting the three. Let's let's get that. <laughs> let's get that uh, fine and dandy for those out there. But just if someone is laying off of him and he's at the free throw line, he should be able to shoot that jump shot and make it That's that's just
0: easy money. So, which, which to be fair, he can't hit the floater from there. But actually, I know we mean actually just somebody lay off him. You can't yeah. float in. You got to actually shoot. Yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> just aim That's for the right. aim
3: for the square when you're doing the floaters. Just aim for the square.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Just to continue the trend, because the next two questions do include Jaren. So just to continue the trend, I guess we all can answer it. Mine would be Jaws' defense and not necessarily his one-on-one defense. Um, he has improved some, uh, since and I guess like seeing the team how they perform without him. On defensively, specifically, he has improved some since being back. But I want him to kind of take Steph's approach. Steph is not the greatest one-on-one defender. But I never thought Steph was a bad defender because in a team defensive mode, he does pick his spots. He does, you know, pick passes and passing lanes. He's not – as a team defender in Gold State scheme, he's pretty good. But one-on-one – some players just not built to be one on one, just because probably stature. Josh is pretty small, skinny compared to a lot of people he prior played against. So I just wanted to improve, continue to improve in the team aspect, where it's not hindering them fight through screens. Uh, try, you know, try at least uh try better. And I, I've seen improvements so far, but just continue that trajectory, and I think that'll be my improvement that I'd like to see from someone. But next question from a guy, Zach Zach No Randolph. How can the coaching staff help Triple J continue to develop because it seems that they can't get him and Jag going at the same time. Triple J inconsistency has me ready to fire you up the trade machine. Two. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> it' Perfect question. Perfect Shout question. out to right Perfect yeah. question after what Mark
1: we, we saying. We, we, <laughs> we made it all the way without talking – no uh, criticism towards 3J. Oh, just right Here we go.
3: I, I'm not criticizing right, There's anybody on the pod who's been rude of this piece? right? Um, <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> but I think easily, like, still more, more pick and rolls. Like, Tyus and Jaren had a nice thing going when, when Ja was out, right? Um, so, I, you know, that's something still to pay more attention to is the Ja and Jaren pick and rolls, you know, the pick and pops or whatnot. Um, just mm-hmm. getting them easier baskets. Like, we saw them, you know, feel more comfortable in the paint, you know, mid-range or whatever. So, I mean, let's let's get the ball where he, where he like it at, rather than, you know, Jaren looking to see where I can fit in instead of just dominating like he was when Ja was out. And I know it's kind of hard. It's, it's kind of weird. It's a weird space to be in. But at the same time, Dylan Brooks isn't playing anyway. So why not be as, as aggressive as you can, right? Um. Yeah. So I still, as a coach, thing more pick and rolls with your best player, which is Ja Morant. And not anyone else. That's all I want to see. Like Grizz Nation, pay attention to this, please. Pay attention to this. Ja and Jaren picking rolls or picking pops. That'd
1: That'll be, be and that actually will open up more opportunities for Jaren because now you can't, you can't go under the screen against Ja because Ja's shooting forty percent from three, so he's well more than capable of knocking down three now. So right. That actually, would, actually, will create some more opportunities for Jaren. Just getting him a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop situations. I like to see personally for the Grizz coaching staff to make Jaron play more free throw line and down. Like mm-hmm. I, I get it from a spacing uh, standpoint when he's out there with Steve and Steve is initiating the offense from that high post, then it's it's kind of tough and you got to stick Jaron out on the perimeter because of his ability to knock down the three. But if there's a way that you can have Jaron playing free throw line and down then you can see some of those easier baskets possibly develop for him with that John Jaren pick-and-roll. And then now, because he has the ability to shoot the three, when you run pick-and-pop, he's getting easier looks from three than he probably would have that he is now. So um, just basically find a way to play Jaron uh, free-throw lining and down, and I think that's going to come more so from him playing at the five um, than it is playing at the four.
0: Yep, I totally agree. I do believe Jaren. Uh pick and pop. I was thinking about that. I, I was at the game the other night. I was like, they don't run no pick and pops or pick and rolls for Ja and Jaren. I just don't I never understood. Those are two best players. Like there is just something to say Jenkins need to work in. Um
3: pay attention and, to this res nation is very key. It's one of those small things that can make us a lot better in the future. Especially yep, when sure. Jaren Jackson is a quote unquote Steph Curry of
2: three pointers. But yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh yeah. Um CD go.
2: We- <laughs> Yeah, after that comment. Um, but there was a there was a time um, I was watching the previous Lakers game against the Rockets just to get my intel together. And there was a time when just the Lakers went LeBron, Russell Westbrook, pick and roll, and it killed the Rockets. Um, so to the point that we're trying to make, yes, there needs to be more situations that involve um, both Triple L and John Moran uh, to be cohesive. Um, but Triple L has got to just, learn to love that Sherman Williams place, man. He's got to learn to love the paint and he just, he's not there. And I saw it even with San Antonio, like they're undersized, go down there with Sherman and Williams and collect you some. And he wasn't collecting what he needed to collect. Um, And so maybe they need to send him to the dream camp uh, with Hakeem or something like that. So he can be more um, balanced, so to speak, uh, with his pH level in the Sherman Williams area. But he's gotta he's gotta be willing to go
1: down there. Not not the Sherman Williams reference. Shout out <laughs> Hey Parker,
0: now, don't hey Parker, don't say us a day next time, just tag sheeting Pacific. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, ma- ma- make sure you add this part. Yeah, <laughs>
1: we've given 3J his, his due. Now I will say this, he has been playing well because he's done the other things to which I we've um alluded to earlier in the season, to where find other ways to impact the game but to shitty's point and like i said free throw line and down man just just figure out a way but i think that's only going to come when you stick him at the five because you can't have him free throw line and down and trying and to have
0: steve uh inside yeah, as well so, exactly yeah yeah unless you're starting with tillman and the like, way steve playing don't mess anything up right now we're going with what we got <laughs> but with uh last question down shout out to Tyler. Uh guy Tyler McGurk from a Fat Boy Fade Away podcast. It's about Jerry, And this question will go to me. <laughs> Does Jaron's shooting the last 10 games concern you, or is he just going to be an up and down player? Um shooting, he's just a streaky shooter. He's an up and down shooter. Uh it doesn't concern me because of the last I was at this first game and his defense, his intensity on defense that he bought. Uh, he had three blocks. I thought he had more than three blocks. Uh, I swear, every time somebody went to the rim, he was blocking by the shot. <laughs> so, uh, his defense, he's gotten very well on defense, learning how to not foul as often. He hasn't really fouled out this year. Um, Ted Jenkins trying to save him from it earlier in the season, but lately he's learning how to play without fouling and on offense. Uh, to see point, you like him getting, uh, going to paint more, but I did see some plays where he was going to the paint and nobody's passing him the ball. There were a lot of plays like that. There about, I counted about a good three, four times where he was down there. And they not giving the ball, and I was like, "He trying, like you know, what I'm saying, like the stuff we was asking for. He's trying to do now. He's get, he got every rebound. So his first double-digit rebound game against the Spurs. Like he's improving those other areas that I haven't even thought about him struggling and shooting. You know, it's like he's done the other stuff. And I've 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 always been on the mind that I don't think I think Jaren is more of a number three than a number two guy, right, in the picking order. So I still believe the grizzly have to get the number two. I don't believe Jaren to his point about him being an up and down player. I don't, I never saw James as number two. Um, that's just always my personal opinion. So I never judged him on a number two level. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He hasn't shot well these past few games, but uh, I'm looking at the attempts and I'm okay with the, uh, the attempts. Like most of his attempts are coming from the inside, which is free throw line and down, which I just mm-hmm. said I would like for him to play. Like it's not like earlier in the season. Yeah. Sherman Williams. Uh, she, yeah. I get it. Uh <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. So it's not like earlier in the season where he's like, five of 14 and he shot 10 of those from three so it, it's that it's not that that uh that egregious so uh you can only just hope that it gets better Um uh, and i think that comes again from coaching putting jaron in easier in situations to get easier baskets but uh yeah that's that's yeah. pretty much it yeah he's done everything else well it, it kind of masked over his poor shooting so there, there you go
0: and also it comes from him being stronger. Some of them bunnies he missed against the Spurs. So he attempted, he went five for 17, but shot one for five from three. So it means he had 12 shots outside of three. A lot of shots he missed were like gimmies. And it was because he was small. Like he's he still small in his stature. Like he just need to still get in the weight from a little more. Because a lot of yeah, him, like kids And
1: this is where everyone was talking about the him needing to grow into his body. This is exactly. where you make that point. Oh, exactly. <laughs> there this we go. is where you make the point about Darren needing to grow into his body. Not when he's just chunking chunking up threes, and like, oh, just give him time. No, this is where you make the point. He's all these money, yeah, (laughs) because he probably needs to
0: get in the weight room, which I'm pretty sure at some point he will. He will, there you go, exactly. So, we all can come to agreements, everybody, man. Like, (laughs) but uh, that does for this episode, man. It was uh, first of the year. Shout out to all the questions, shout out to everybody. Um, we really appreciate it. Like I said, we try and get the fan interaction with the show. This is our best way to do it. Uh, came up with the idea, I think back in November, October ish. So, hey, we're gonna keep it rolling throughout uh 2022. Uh, we're gonna get different guests throughout this year as well. So, 2022 is shaping up to be a great year for the podcast, for the network, and for the Grizzlies, and uh, hopefully, the NBA in general, with all the covet stuff going on. But uh, remember to uh, follow us on Twitter at the starting five to number five MEM. Remember to follow Grizzly Red Blues at SBN Grizzlies and listen to the other podcasts on the network, the 3D podcast, the core four podcast, GPB live and the long view. And of course, listen to us every Monday as I will share it out Twitter every time the episode is released and follow me at the one underscore P shark. It's
1: 2022 and of is still the preposition at the Auto of Trevor.
2: Grizz Nation. We will win the division. It's really cheating.
3: It's at Tab Shakir. Appreciate y'all for rocking with us yet again. Let's a hey,
0: good episode, y'all. Way to start the new year. Yep, really, really, really good one. But sorry. Uh, also, follow our fifth member, uh, Scarlet Skyl- underscore Skylito, Uh Can't be here today, but he'll be back next week. And to next time. The news. The news. Peace.